Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, December 8th. I'm going to be real with you guys. My wife and I were both talking about this. We both were like, are you sure it's not Friday? Because it really feels like it should be Friday. Um, and you know, my wife and I keep like our brains keep going to like, Oh yeah, when I get off, Oh, we're going to do this. And like, no, it's not Friday. So we're almost there guys. We're almost there. Um, this is Elijah fire episode 143. It's going to be a great episode. I've been looking at these notes with Josh and what he's got to talk about. He's going to be spitting some truth. It's going to be a great episode. We're talking about creativity, which has kind of been a topic of this week a little bit. And it's going to be great, guys. Um, Also, uh, we are um, just letting people know that we are, when people donate through ElijahFire.com slash donate, it goes towards keeping this thing free in five days a week, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, for those who didn't know. Uh, But we're also taking some of the money, and we are partnered with Show Mercy International, who've been doing some amazing work over in Uganda, digging wells. We're digging a new freshwater well every three days. So we're taking some of the money from donations and we're funneling it into that, those efforts. And it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing. So I've got a testimony really quick that I want to play from a uh, wonderful woman named Kira who uh, watches Elijah streams, which is our parent show. Um, But both efforts are connected uh, to the same wells, digging wells. Uh, And she actually went there and she got to see the wells for herself. Uh, and she just shares her testimony. So it's really great. We're going to play it and then we're going to get going. Here we go. Hello, uh, my name is Kiara Culpepper. And uh, I just want to take a few minutes to send a very special thank you uh, to Elijah's Dreams and founder Steve Schultz and his wife, Doreen. I never dreamed that Elijah's Dreams would have the impact in my life and in my family that they've had. Um, but they have really been a tremendous blessing these past few years. And I never thought that just by simply sewing into the many ministries that Elijah Streams is involved in, for instance, clean water, um, their work that they're doing here in Uganda would result in me having a lifetime opportunity to actually come to Africa and serve in Uganda and see their work firsthand and the lives um, that they're impacting and changing for the kingdom. I have seen clinics being built I have seen villages transformed, lives impacted and changed as a result of the clean water wells um, that they partnered with uh, organizations like Show Mercy to build. Um, I've seen lives changed and many give their lives to Jesus. I've seen church plants started um, and discipleship going on all because um, such an important need was met in providing them with clean water and giving them an opportunity to see firsthand the love of Jesus uh, in action. Thank you, Elijah Streams, for not just giving me the opportunity to sow into something so important, but uh, for being instrumental in me, me having an opportunity to have a lifelong dream fulfilled. My life is forever changed because of this opportunity. And I know that the lives of those here in Uganda are being forever changed as well. God bless you. So thank you so much for the donations, you guys. Also, for those of you who are curious and actually want to go do something similar to what Kara did, you can go to showmercy.org and you can get all the information. There's a missions tab. You can click there 
and find out how you can do something very similar to what she did. So, all right, uh, we're going to get right into today's show because I want to I want to cut away as much time as possible for this uh, because it's just great, great topics I'm very passionate about. So my guest today, he's a preacher, he's a musician, he's an evangelist. He's also the co-founder of Crave, along with his amazing sister, Victoria, uh, who just got married recently, which is fantastic. Um, let's give it up for my guest today, Josh Rich. Yo! Yo, 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 yo. Yo, you see the Christmas, like the snowflakes and all that? Yeah. Where's, where's yeah, my tree? There's my tree. Yeah, I'm I'm Christmas ready, everyone. Dude, yeah. I was just telling you, I was uh, for no reason other than because I can. I was wearing a Santa hat for most of the morning doing my work because we're festive hey, in this household. Hey, why not? You know? Why not? Yeah. If you can, you should. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Okay, Josh. Um, we're gonna get just right into this, and we'll kind of just kind of popcorn style some of your talking points. And we'll just Let's see where it, it goes. But I want to actually hit the first one first. Because I think that's instrumental for everything else that we're going to talk about. And that's about unlocking the doors to his presence. So let's talk mm. about that. What do you got to say? Good stuff. I got yeah. good stuff to he's say. Got, he's no, got good um, stuff. I really do. And, uh, you know, all the topics that that I sent you guys in um, for everyone listening to know, these are things that God's just been doing in my heart, in my life. And that's why I wanted to talk about him. And, and this was one of them. Yeah. Uh, I was I was reading my Bible uh, like we do. Good job. And yeah. and these two scriptures and I'll read them for you. Uh, I bet you have heard them before. One says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. And another one says Psalm 104. A few chapters later, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Now, I, I've I've known those scriptures since I was a kid. My dad's a pastor. So there's, you know, there's just those kind of famous scriptures, if you uh -huh. will. Yeah. Um, and I I always heard them the same way. Like a, uh, well, well, I have a friend who, when we go to their house, you take your shoes off at the door. Mm -hmm. that's just the culture of their home yeah and to me i always kind of read uh those scriptures in like when you come into his presence that's like that's the culture you have to bring like because you're there you have to be thankful and uh i i believe that that's a wonderful thing to do uh-huh and, and i believe that's a part of it but i started the revelation just came to me and um it, it, it hit me in this way that maybe it wasn't just a, a position of heart to have, but maybe it was a key in God's word of saying, if you want to reach my presence, I'm telling you how to get in. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you the access code. And you can look at those scriptures a few different ways. And maybe you agree, maybe you don't, maybe you think, no, it's just a metaphor. It's just this and that. I, I will tell you, my life has been drastically different the past few years in taking God's word as literal as I possibly can mm, Yeah, man. with yeah. wisdom, with yeah. wisdom, of sure. course, <laughs> but, but I approach scripture and I think, you know, God, is this exactly what you mean? Like, do you just mean this when you say it or, or am I just always summing everything up of your word into metaphors? Because with metaphors, it's less sacrifice on my end. Yeah. 
and and yeah. I think that we can do that. But but I, I approached it in this way. I was like, God, you are you are giving me the key. You are telling me where you're at and and how to get there. And when I come with a spirit of thankfulness, I enter into where you're at. And here's the thing. Here's the thing of why I believe we need a key or or why we need uh, uh, this access to get in that place. When you come to my home, I'm pretty cool with just about everybody coming over, you know, coming to see me. Yeah. But one of three things are going to happen. Uh, either I need to tell you that you can just walk right in. Like if you're coming over, just be, like don't knock, just just come in. But I still have to tell you that's the plan. Right. Or you arrive, you have to knock on the door and wait for me to let you in. Or a third option is I give you a key so that you have access into my home, into the place of where I'm dwelling, where I'm hanging out, where I'm staying. Or like uh, our little doorknob over here, you punch in the little numbers on it and it access to get in that way. Yeah. And when I read that, I saw it in that way. It was like God was saying, this is your access. Because read this again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I, I believe that there's a there's a a meaning in that that gates there that this isn't just a place for um and, and and listen to me with wisdom, but, uh, you know, there there is a, a position of of something we are doing to get in. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know about you, but if, yeah. if I see a gate, it's either decorative or it's to uh, hold a position of keeping something out. Not that uh -huh. God is trying to keep us out. But there is a gate there, and I think that a lot of people have have settled for being in the the atmosphere of His Spirit, or or if you will, in the way that the Bible is describing it here, we've we've come to, um, you know, we we're in the yard, we're we're close by where He's at, but we actually haven't entered in to yeah. where He is, where His presence yeah. resides, and the Bible is giving us a key and saying. Uh, let us come before his presence, like before him with thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm. And um, I, I think I, I, I preached this message a few weeks ago and I said, I think there's a lot of people that we see um, coming in the atmosphere of church, but they've never entered into the presence of God. Mm because they don't realize this revelation is Jesus has already done so much that when I put my perspective in line with the truth of his word, I can see that he is right here and I can yeah. enter into where he is at and into mm -hmm. his presence. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. And um, so back my previous job before I worked here, for the Elijah list was I worked for Trader Joe's and, and there would be people that would come in um, people who are more advanced in years and they'd come in and they were just like, you know, you had two different types. You had the, the curmudgeons and then you had the people who were just this like joy 
like they just exuded joy. And I taught, I, I can't tell you how many times I had this conversation over the, my years of working there, talking to people who were more advanced in years, but they were very jovial and they were like, it is a choice. You cannot wait for happiness to find you. It's a choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, that's yeah, absolutely. Just in my own life, getting up and choosing, let's, let's, let's turn that towards God. Okay. Something that God has really been, uh, I would say this year, God has been really refining some things even within myself. And sometimes that cannot, sometimes that could be a very unpleasant process, you know, um, having the mirror turn on yourself, showing deeper parts of your heart that need work, things like that. And so sometimes it can be this moment of like being bogged down by all of those things. Like, okay, well, God, let's talk about all my problems again. Here we go. You know, and then you just like lay them out and realizing like this, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and, and with praise, into, enter into his courts with praise. It's, um, that's the key, right? Well, a key you, you can, I, Josh, I can give you the key or you can give me the key to your house. I still have to actually, there's an action of grabbing Ooh. it, yeah. of taking it and putting in the keyhole, turning it to get access. Yeah. But you've been, I've given you access, but there needs to be an action, a response on your part to choose to pick up that key and to exert some effort minimal effort if it's a key mm -hmm. and turn it open enter in you know and i think that that's an important piece of this equation too because i think we can like i you know we could say hey this is how this is the key and you go okay god mm -hmm. let's you know and then you don't there's no action on your part because sometimes yeah. man i don't know about you but sometimes like sometimes i'm like it takes effort like oh i almost like i have to fight my flesh to actually like speak praises like mm -hmm. to actually open my mouth and say something um, yeah because sometimes you're just like in a rut or like you know you kind of just get very internal or um and you're just like man i'm feeling really down right now um and then actually like being like no and then speaking truth and you feel the atmosphere shift when you yeah. do that so very important Action. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard people say, um, you know, I, I can't worship and be upset at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what you're talking about, the praises that we give, you know, it's it's hard to 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 speak truth and grumble at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I, I think so. I, well, not that I think I know. I don't know about everyone else out there. I know so many people that think of worship and praise as a feeling that comes and overtakes. Hmm. It's not. Yeah. Your worship is not worship is worship and praise is not a, a feeling that will come in, in, in the second song in, in your service at that certain bridge when it's, you know, really loud. No, it is. Worship is a gift that we give, not hmm. a feeling that hmm. we receive. And that's why me and Jeff here, we can talk about um, this worship within maybe a very, very dark time and have joy like these people coming into the store. And you might be listening, thinking, well, man, you don't you don't know what I'm walking through. Mm -hmm. See, that's the thing about joy. It's not an emotion. It's something holy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe you can't be happy and sad at the same time. 
but you can be sad and have the joy of the Lord yeah, that absolutely. holds a truth that's deep and says, mm. uh, you know, my circumstance maybe hasn't changed. My miracle hasn't come, but I hold on to the joy of the Lord that says, no matter what's happening over here, God's word says this. Mm-hmm. And I know that I have overcome. I know that I can be thankful in, in who he is, even though I can't be thankful for the situation. I can be thankful for the Savior that's doing something in the middle of it. So and if good. he's not doing something in the middle of the situation, he's probably trying to do something in the middle of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then it reminds me of back when my wife first got married, we were like dirt poor, like very poor. And um, I was the only one working. We had both been in missions and mm-hmm. we both left the mission field. And um, so I was the only one that was working at the time and I was struggling to get enough hours. But man, like we've, my wife and I have always really made an effort to just be joyful in whatever circumstances we have. We're like, okay, mm-hmm. we have, like, I, it's hilarious. So I opened up an old book the other day and, um, and I found an old bank statement that I'd used as a bookmark. <laughs> Bro, we had $11 in the bank account. <laughs> and, and I, I remember I was reflecting back in that time. I looked at my wife and I'm like, check this out. She's like, oh man. And we were just like, took a moment to just thank God for his goodness in our lives. But mm-hmm. I can even just, we were also reflecting on like, man, we've always remained joyful because I look back on those times with fondness. Cause I remember we'd be like, okay, we, we, we don't have much money, but we would like <laughs> buy like a, like a candy bar or something like yeah. that, or like a, a small thing of cheese and some crackers. And we just, we had each other and we chose to be thankful and just thank God for where we got standing on the promises that God is going to meet all our needs. That that's, mm. that's a promise that God will meet yeah. our needs. And so for me, it's like looking back on that, I'm just like, Oh man, it was great though. Like it's, I was just reflecting on, the, on that because you know, you could look on, on the surface and just be like woeful and depressed and like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but missing the small things missing, like, like, those were like also like character refining moments too of, mm. of not having a lot and, and, um, but still choosing to remain joyful, um, you know, uh, and it's honestly that pro that's, that's one of the things God has used to, to kind of shape my wife and I into very generous givers as well. Mm. Um, oh. you know, and I think that, um, it's just like, Hey man, God's going to take care of us. It's no big deal, yeah. you know? So but that yeah, that, I mean, that choice, you know, that choice yeah. of choosing to be joyful is huge. Mm. Yeah, but that's what he says. I mean, he's, he says, don't worry a thing about tomorrow. Like, I'm taking care of you daily. Like, I'm taking care of your needs. Like, don't even, don't, don't stress of what tomorrow is going to look like. I'm taking care of you today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, that's, that's encouraging by you yeah. and your wife. Like, I'm, I'm on that, uh, that ministry budget you know? Yeah. And I'm like, there's an insecurity of like, sure. I gotta, I gotta like, there's going to have to be a wife that understands like what this looks like. And of course, God, I know you have the, the one who's going to understand that, but yep. that's encouraging. Like, yeah. God bless her for, for seeing, you know, the, the truth, the long haul mm-hmm. uh, gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, just being a team, you know, like that's, that's it. Like my wife and yeah. myself, obviously there's like, there is a natural leadership factor ingrained in, in a man in a relationship, you know, but um, uh, I think that 
recognizing that you're a team and that we we shoulder this burden together we're of one flesh you know in the eyes of god and so recognizing that that it's not all on me to figure it out and my wife recognizes that too um and so we very much you know pray a lot together we do that kind of stuff yeah. it's huge it, it makes a huge difference um it does but just being choose to be joyful um, in, in whatever circumstances you're in. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Uh, but let's talk about um, kind of choosing to be joyful, I guess, kind of a good segue into to- uh, the idea of like, sometimes we can get so focused on like the big thing. Like if God's like, Josh, I'm calling you to be a musician and maybe he even gives you a vision of like where you're going to be. You know, maybe you see yourself, boom, you get a flash of you through your own eyes standing on a stage and there's, you know, let's say 50,000 people in front of you. Uh, but mm-hmm. you're performing in front of five right now, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can, I think sometimes we can get so wrapped up in that and we, we, we focus on, maybe a destination because even that i would argue is not mm-hmm. the destination it is a destination within your life one yeah. of many destinations and often yeah. the time you get to that point that god shows you it doesn't not that it's not important but suddenly it's like the more it happens to you the more you get a picture of like hey it's the little things that make the difference like where's my foot landing mm-hmm. next sometimes god will say hey this is the direction we're going we're headed north uh and then you're like okay great and then he's like okay uh now but but in order to get north you have to take a series of steps right so i think mm-hmm. and you're gonna have a series of experiences as you venture to a destination in the north or wherever it is um yeah, yeah. so i want to talk about that because that's that's good yeah i guess that being living in america you know we kind of we get hit from both sides of of the American dream. And then, you know, I hear so often in churches now, the messages are so centered around, you know, what God is going to do with us and through us and, you know, these big motivational uh, sermons. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's wonderful. And, and sometimes I'm like, you know, is that like, is that even biblical? But, you know, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, is does it really matter? You know, if if the significance aligns with what the world says, like what does yeah. Jesus say? Mm. What does Jesus say is significant? How does Jesus consider success? And I think that we are a very success centered culture. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. We we don't have tons of struggle right now in this current generation uh we have struggles they're just different sure um we haven't been through world war ii or anything like that yeah we have so much opportunity to dream yeah and i think about that often when i think about past generations and and they tell me about uh because there's a i guess there's a little bit of judgment in both areas like i think when i talk to my grandparents they sort of think about choices being so easy and like, just pick that, do this, blah, blah, blah. blah. And um, then I hear young people talk about big dream scheme and and all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, this generation and um, the one 
you know, that I came from, like, we weren't worried about a war. We weren't worried about finance. We weren't seeing the country collapse and, and crazy things happening around us kind of smooth sail. And I, I think that yeah. created like such a grand opportunity to dream. Hmm. And I think that we've got to, as believers, people who know the word and are seeking God's guidance, reel it back in and say, Lord, what is the dream that you have for me? Wow. Yeah. And, and maybe I, I believe quite often he has a dream to do in you way more often than he has a dream to do through you. <laughs> and we're so excited and ready for God to do something big through us. When I think a lot of the time, he's just like, hey, I want to do something in you. Mm -hmm. And I think he wants to do so much more in you than he wants to do through you. Mm -hmm. Because what what we need to do, uh, what, what we need to um, do for him, it's going to have to be inside yeah. first. So I think we've got to place ourselves in positions of of dreaming um, God's dream for us. And yeah. what is big to God? Ask. Let's ask ourselves these questions. What's big to God, and does it align with what's big to me? Hmm. Is it? What does that look big on social media? Because maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe what? Maybe your big calling from God won't bring you. Um, 50,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not going to put you in a in a large church with a giant stage. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's going to look small to man, but it's going to be grand to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I I always think of my grandparents, my my grandpa's past now, but him and my grandma pastored a very small simple uh country Pentecostal church in literally right in the middle of cornfields in Illinois. <laughs> and the, as far as I know, they weren't on TV ever. They weren't uh, on radio shows like this. They did some mm -hmm. mission trips, but um, very small, uh, according to like, you know, what it might be look like written out on paper. But I have never seen two people impact so many people um, wow. in, in just staying faithful to what God gave them to work and, and to do. And I, I always think of them. And I think that's what kind of spurred this, this sermon I preached to my own self of, man, I, I want to follow that faithfulness. I want to follow that, that trust in, in the command that God gave them. And I want to apply that to my life and not get distracted by what, um, what I want others to think of me. Mm. Because it's natural to desire that want of, hey, everybody, look, I'm on Elijah Fire show yeah. today. Like, check me out. And it's yeah. cool. And yeah. uh, look at where I'm flying to and preaching. And yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not dogging anybody. Sure. Like we should we should show the world what God's doing, but um I think I think sometimes it's it's blurred lines and, and we get mixed up in in what God considers to be success and significant and most meaningful to him. Hmm. Yes. Yes to all of that. <laughs> I think I think that I, I uh and look, it's not it's not wrong to have these moments to be like, whoa, like oh. God, look at what you've done. Um yeah. uh but I think that if we're honest, okay, I'll speak about myself. 
like because I was like just putting myself in the hot seat. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, I would, I would, I would say probably nine out of ten of my dreams and my desires were glory hound, self promoting, masqueraded in Lord. I want to serve you <laughs> this way, yeah, you know. Like, too. and I think, yeah, I think that's a very like normal thing yeah. that like our expelling the flesh right like denying mm -hmm. the flesh like that's the flesh's natural response yeah there are things that god legitimately did not move forward um and then showed me the condition of my heart through that process uh and mm -hmm. it was very <laughs> uh it was very uh yeah there were, was a lot of like just you know when you get like a full dose of just your the true intention behind what you were going to do and you see that and just like the 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 emo the, the appropriate response is repentance grief as a result of that coming to grips with what you've seen yeah. the true condition of your heart and the repentance um and surrender like that's the mm -hmm. appropriate response not no 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 yeah. no no god i didn't mean that no that's not my <laughs> true time what are you talking about you know like that mean you're gonna get stuck in that cycle yeah. for a while and my my thing man has always just been like any hard thing i'm going through i'm like god i'm gonna be honest i don't want to have to do this again so we're just gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna let it get ugly right now you know <laughs> I, like i don't want to have to try and repeat to go through mm -hmm. this again you know it's yeah always that just constant like god just show me show me the areas i need to work on now like mm -hmm. even if it's a bitter pill let's do it now because yeah. honestly man like like it's all the little things that get you to the thing, right? Like if mm -hmm. God is, has shown someone listening a destination that he's, he's, he's reassured you, he's confirmed through multiple different yeah. sources or whatever. All, a lot of us have something or some things like that. It's all of the little, you don't want that now. Like if, if God showed it to you and you don't see that in your immediate world, First off, you have to engage your faith. That's one of the things that you have to do. That's going to be the electric current that's going to charge all these things, you know, and mm. like, okay, God, I'm going to put my faith in that. I trust that you're going to do it. What do I need to do to get to that place? It's kind of like, to use a really basic term, Jeff, you're going to be an Olympic power lifter. I want you to get into Olympic powerlifting. Well, I'm not going to go and just like immediately lift up like the, the stuff I'll be lifting in those yeah. competitions, right? I will yeah greatly injure myself it's the process of going okay and it's unpleasant man like that that process to get to that place would be unpleasant you know mm -hmm. there's a lot of like pain and and fatiguing your muscles and having to eat things that you might not normally want to eat mm -hmm. um uh to get to that place but it's that process of refinement and that process of refinement i often look back at those times and actually reflect more on those than I do on the thing that I'm currently in. I'm like, mm -hmm. man, like just thinking of like what God did through someone like me with a heart that was as wretched as mine was when he initially showed me whatever it was, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause through those small steps, God is just chiseling away and molding right. us in, into a, into a creature that's more and more like him. Come on. If we can, daily surrender to it yeah. for fighting you know uh you know as, as hard as we can yeah well he's probably going to keep on having to start over because we're wiggling out of position and all right we gotta go back we gotta keep on chopping away at this chopping away yeah. at that um but but i'll i'll back us up here with scripture 
um, I, I was thinking about it before I got on and I was like, this is, this is Mary and Martha. Yeah. This is, this is the, the, the ministry display of Mary and Martha. And, um, you know, we know the story, Mary and Martha have Jesus over to their house. They're hosting him. And Martha is just, just working, 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 working. And you can see probably the two different personalities in them. And, sure. and we all, we're all going to have a different personality. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, that's probably your strong suit, but it can sometimes be your weakness as well. Mm -hmm. I actually think our greatest strength is usually our greatest weakness yeah. at the same time. But, uh, you can see Martha's strength here is, um, thinking of all the things to do, the preparation and, and the work. And she has a, a fire inside of her, like a lot of ministers do, mm -hmm. um, to, to do for God, to do for Jesus. And uh, she she finally gets frustrated with her sister and is like, Lord, like, is this little girl, you know, bothering you at your feet? She should be working hard for you. Like, she just wants to soak in the presence, you know, like, uh, you know, kind of how we talk. And this yeah. is Jesus, how uh, Jesus's response. Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. So there's the key. It's not that the hard work is a bad thing. It's not that your desire to do a lot and do for the kingdom is a bad thing. But Jesus is just pointing out here and saying, if you're going to choose, it's better um, to be at my feet, to spend this time while I'm here. When the presence is moving, flow in that Lord, fill me up, do something in me so that I can go out and then put my hands and feet to use. But Jesus says, this is what's more important. This is what's most important that uh, Mary, the choice that she was, that she took to, to be at the feet of Jesus has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Mm. And, I, and I see a lot of modern day ministry that looks just like that. Yeah. And this was cool. I, I went up uh, in the same chapter, uh, Luke 10, Jesus had sent out 72 missionaries. And when they came back, they were super pumped about, you know, all that God did. Jesus, like we were casting out demons, like, like it was wild. You should have seen it. And uh, Jesus chimes back and he's like, that, that is awesome. Like, that's incredible. And, and just like I told you, you're going to be able to walk on, on Satan's uh, kingdom and you're not going to be touched. God bless you. This is amazing. But then he hits them with a big but. And he says, however, don't overlook the greatest miracle of all, that your name is written in the book of heaven, that you're mm. simply first just my child, that you are a child of God, that you're a child of the king. Mm. Yeah. And, and he puts it back into perspective again. Like, it's great. All the all the, you know, the, the, the do's of the ministry, all the things that are going to happen, mm -hmm. but don't overlook the biggest thing of all that I have called you into my kingdom for eternity. And I just want to do in you just as much and probably more than through you. All mm -hmm. these big things are great, but the biggest of them all is that you're just a son of God. Hmm. that you're saved and all of these things. And of course, I'm paraphrasing everyone. Don't yeah. read the scripture for yourself, but yeah. I'm, I'm paraphrasing the gospel um, that we now know 2000 years later 
um, in, into what Jesus was saying there. Mm. Uh, but but two beautiful um, uh, perspective learning lessons from Jesus yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Mar- Mary and Martha uh, story is, you know, like we definitely see like, I can see myself in both of those. And then also the other one that you're talking about, like, don't forget that your name is written in the book of life. Like that's mm-hmm. the greatest miracle of all. And it's so interesting to me how that's, that's where all of the amazing things, God doing all the amazing things through you. That's where that comes from is that that revelation of that. And then that desire that's birthed from that to continue to press in and continue to pursue him. That's where I get charged up to then go do stuff again. But like, so if I'm not careful, you can get caught up in all the to do's. You can get caught up in like the giant list of, I have post-it notes all over my desk and I'll make to do lists and check them off. And, uh, um, I literally started singing Santa Claus is coming to town in my head right now. <laughs> Not even joking. I was like making a list. And I was like making a list, checking it twice. Okay. Back to what I was talking about. You can get so focused on the to do's, right? That yeah. suddenly you find yourself in this place of like, you know, you're huffing and puffing and you're like, Oh, why isn't so-and-so doing more? Why aren't they doing this? You know, like you find mm-hmm. yourself in that situation. All of a sudden you're like, yeah. And all of a sudden you're like super fatigued and you realize it's like, yeah. oh, it's because I haven't been getting, I haven't been spending time in the secret place. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't been recharging myself, which is essential. Yeah. And it's the reason why we do what we do. And when I say it like this, I think it's, I'm like, dude, duh, you know, but like when you're in it, sometimes it's, if you're not careful, it's so easy to slip into that place of just like being bogged down by all of the the to do's and the things you need to do, which are things you need. Yeah. Sometimes the things you need to do, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we're, we're even called to work or God, you know, we're, we're called to work. If we don't work, we don't deserve to eat. Yeah. But the big thing, the big thing is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The big dream, what you should be thriving towards is Jesus. Yeah. Come on. Because I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that these ministries or pastors or whoever aren't, don't have a heart for Jesus, but I know thriving world famous ministries personally, I personally know where uh, the leader's marriage is falling apart and others where um, they're, they're leading churches or ministries and and their kids have totally fallen away from Christ. And, And that is no judgment. It's just a reality check to say, Hey, that's not bigger. That's not bigger than what God wants to do right in the individual you, because that, that should be a sign that something's wrong. Yeah. So like you were saying, you get, we get stressed out and we're, we're like frustrated with that person and this person and, and things don't feel like, and then you, you got to step back and be like, Jesus what's really important here. Right. <laughs> like, like we want to yeah. do things well, that's a yeah, great thing. Sure. Let's do sure. it. Excellent. Let's, let's, Let's put our, our, our first foot forward and, and do this as good as we can. But there's just some things we got to like, we need a reality check and be like, no, nah, like you don't even look like Jesus right now. You look more like dictator Steve Jobs than Jesus. And that's a problem. Yeah. Like, let's chill out. Yeah. Like this, let's stop. Let's pray. Let's fast. Let's, let's, 
let's let, let's get things in a in in alignment here and that, and that was back to the topic the small things making the biggest differences mm-hmm. help elijah fire continue to make an impact around the world all donations go toward making elijah fire and the elijah fire podcast possible visit elijahfire.com/give and become a partner today i've been a part of churches and ministries where we had more hours put into coming up with sermon series names than uh, any spiritual growth. Mm. And, it's, and it's just, it's exhausting because yeah. you're giving, 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 and you're not, you're not refueling what needs to be actually fueled. Mm-hmm. Like we need Jesus and Jesus has to be the dream. No yeah. matter if you're in ministry or if you're just, or if you're just a good old, I call myself a Christian person. It all has to fall back to Jesus. He is yeah. the dream. He is the big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, some practical points, toss them out there for you guys. Uh, the small things making big differences. Read your Bible daily. Read your Bible daily. Yes. I know I know. it <laughs> sounds like, oh, of course, Josh, but you, your Bible's looking dusty. Pick that thing yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's glowing at you, you know, mine's, mine's glowing at me. Yeah. Uh, pick that thing up too. Oh, really? You're a phone phone Bible phone I'm phone a, Bible. I'm person. a phone Bible guy. Yeah, I can't. I have to. I, like, I'm very tactile, so I have mm-hmm. to have like a physical. My wife makes fun of me too because I'll use like a concordance and I'll have like multiple out on the table. Oh wow! And I like the process of flipping through. And she's like, "Well, you just use an app." I'm like, "No, it's like, it's like I'm fully immersed in this, man." Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I I want to reach that level. That I want that oh, yeah. for me, but I'm still at like I'm still on the phone, man. Well, you have uh, no judgment for me, Josh. Don't worry about praise it. Praise God. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, I think too, prayer. like it, it's such a testament to like you know you grew up in the church, right? You're a PK, PK. You know, and I think that you landing in this place is sadly uh, not as common given someone in your position of, of even wanting anything to do with God or wanting to pursue mm-hmm. righteousness. And I think that um, I, it's obviously, I mean, it's God's heart that this is the norm. Like what, what you're going through is the norm, mm-hmm. but I think too. Um, yeah, I was going to go down a rabbit trail. We're not going to go down that rabbit trail. Um, but I want to talk about, you have a note in here about Sunday school faith. Mm. And you were like, oh, it's kind of like we could go down this road. Let's go down that road. What do you mean by Sunday yeah. school faith? Well, yeah, this is honestly just a curious thought I've had. So uh, so, so we're just going to be talking out loud right yeah, now. We're going to workshop you know, it right now. I haven't studied anything. No, just, just a current thought of mine. I started, uh, you know, while I'm reading the word again, I'm just reading these things. And I'm like, you know. I think I think me and my friend just t- started talking about it one day. The these giant supernatural moments hmm. that happen in the Bible that for some odd reason we only we, we only talk about them when we're in Sunday school when we're like 5 to 8 years old. <laughs> 8 years old honestly might be pushing it. Yeah yeah. And it's just a curious thought to me of like why have we kind of um, put the supernatural of God in kind of a quiet box or this yeah. like that's little kid thing. No, God is a supernatural Come God. Come on, He can speak through bushes. He can swallow you up in a whale. Mm-hmm. 
who's preaching about Jonah and the whale? Yeah. Who like who's talking about these these giant moments when God's splitting open the oceans and and like there are supernatural like moments in the Bible and I'm like you know why don't we talk about that more often? Dude, it's just real. a curious thought of like yeah and and I did write down I sent it to you guys I was like you know I I do believe this isn't anything I've studied on or you know, this is just Josh talking. I, I truly believe that there is a, a spiritual attack on the super of God, on the on. supernatural of Absolutely. the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and the devil wants it hush-hush. He wants it, oh, that's weird stuff. That's We don't talk about that stuff. That's, that's for little cartoons for kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? We have diminished mighty moves of God to, to small, little, insignificant, um, nursery rhyme songs. And I think it's just such a dishonor to, oh, wow. to the super of who God is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a lot to say about this, Josh. <laughs> just like, I want to hear just, it. No, I can feel the, the box of Legos dumping out as you're talking. It was just like, give it to me, dude. I, I'm well, so dude, curious. Okay. So it kind of goes back to what you're talking about with them taking God at his word. Literally. You talked about it earlier and you know, I've been very open about like my flirting with um, liberal theology back. Mm-hmm. Now, this is like 10 years ago um, ish. Um, I never fully dove into like progressive theology, but it, it was like I started flirting with it. And then I realized it was like because I was listening to a false teacher. And then I God showed me that I was listening to a false teacher through his word. And then I repented yeah. and then um, God took me through this process of stripping down a lot of man-made structures that I'd built up in my own life that I thought were biblical, but they actually weren't. Uh, it's just bad theology and all that stuff. Um, but one of the things is that like science and logic are now like gods within, or like a religion within, especially within the Western world to where we look at everything through well, what do scientists say? What's logical? But I mean, the kingdom of God is completely illogical and it's completely yeah. antithetical to science in many ways because God operates outside of those bounds. Um, and those are also man-made structures, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the theory of science is constantly changing because we're constantly, okay, you know, like, oh, it turns out, it's like, I mean, if you look at even nutrition, people are like, you know, years ago, we're like, you can't eat eggs, fat, all fat is bad. And like mm-hmm. in the 90s, yeah. like, all you got to eat is rice cakes, you know, yeah, and, butter's bad, salt's bad. Yeah. And now they're like, actually, <laughs> turns out we were wrong. Fat actually, is essential to processing vitamins in your body. Yeah. Uh, so uh-huh. in moderation, you know, mm-hmm. and, and so it's like this constantly developing and evolving process um, as we learn more. So we can't, Having said that, you can't use science as the benchmark in which you run the lens through the Bible because it's mm-hmm. a constantly changing thing developed by flawed individuals who are, you get know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of that comes from that too, of like not taking God at his, uh, at his word literally is like, mm-hmm. did God say that? Did God, I don't really think that. And honestly, it's like, 
when the Bible comes alive, man, is when you put yourself into a position where it's do or die, where like God needs to come through or it's not happening. And when you start to see those things happen and some people just don't, aren't, they don't want to exercise their faith in that way. Because when Mm -hmm. you have to rely completely on your faith in the Lord and stand on a promise, that's it, dude. Like there's no, well, it's okay. If this doesn't work out, we got $50,000 in the bank that we can take and we can funnel it in here. It's like, no, we got, Mm -hmm. we got $10 in the bank account. All right. You know, we need, God needs to pull through. And when you put yourself in that position, where God, the only option is God. The only option is God coming through in this position. You start to see the power of God manifest when you start seeing mm-hmm. healings, when you start seeing people get delivered. Yeah. It's like, it, that's what changes it. And that's what we need more of is the power of God displayed. Cause Amen. like you want to talk about why so many youth, I'm really long winded on it. So I'm gonna let you talk in just a second, man. I'm just really, <laughs> give it. It's really good, in, man. Really, You're preaching really into this. <laughs> but when we, that's one of the reasons why with youth, like there was so many, so many of my own people that I was in missions with are atheists now, man. Like mm-hmm. they're, they've completely fallen away. Um, and a lot of it is just an absence of God's power in their life, man. Like, yep. and that's, that's like a huge ingredient. Cause when you experience that, it's like, he's real, man. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, I believe that God did this crazy thing. And I believe you part of the red sea. Like if God mm-hmm. did this, surely he can do that. You know, when you yeah. see something in your life. So go for it. Oh man. I'm just, I'm soaking it yeah. in. This is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's just truth. Yeah. It's just truth. Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. You know, it is sad though. I I've seen a lot of, I come across videos of, of, uh, former Christians. They call themselves and uh-huh. they, they act like they've been saved, you know, from, from the worst thing that ever happened. And it is sad. It is sad. And I think as, as Christian leaders, we, we should be asking the question like, Hey, like this is a problem. You know, we're, we're seeing a great revival of those coming too, but we're also seeing a, a, a large lump sum falling away and they have reasons. And uh, it's, 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 it's hard to say, like, I can't, we can't find ourselves responsible for anyone's salvation, but I do think that we need to be, um, if, if you are a, a spiritual leader, be focused on pointing people to Jesus and, and not just uh, slapping people into, into groups or volunteering and like, make sure that like, are people actually experiencing the presence of Jesus Christ yeah. Or are we just performing out this thing called church and services and, and, and filling up the days, but like, there's no actual intimacy mm-hmm. with the father. There's no actual yeah. change in the spirit. Uh, it's sad to see. It's sad to see, um, you know, I, there's this recent one going around. I, I see on TikTok. I guess it's the algorithm I'm in because I like Christian stuff. Uh, the bad thing about that is you get both good and bad. You get like the good Christian, but then you also get the ones like hating on the Christian world. Yeah, this or ones with like crazy theology, man. Like or those. I'm I'm just like skip. Yeah, <laughs> I skip no, those that's quick. not what that means. Yeah, yeah, but it's sad to watch these like these young people like me, like you, and they're like. Yeah, I used to fall for that, you know, shaking in the spirit, weird stuff, uh-huh. like, man, all this, yes, yeah. and forget that. And I'm just like, man, that's really sucks to see. 
Um, yeah. But there is a revival of of those being awakened to the spirit as well. Oh, absolutely. So we're going to end on a good positive note on that. It's, yeah. It's awesome to see. Yeah. Well, and that that's it too. Is like people are coming back um, to the Lord mm -hmm. in in droves right now. So yeah. it's very exciting. Um, and uh, okay, dude. Let's okay. Well, we'll we'll hit on godly dating first because it's kind of. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I see that point in there, and then we're going to hit creative creativity. Oh yeah, let's talk All right, about so the godly dating Balenciaga thing. Stick yeah, we'll talk people. about the Balenciaga thing. Stick around. Yeah, it's godly dating. I toss this in there because um, I am single. <laughs> no, I'm I'm single and waiting, like a lot of you. Uh, you know, I don't have tons and tons to say about it. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I wanted to toss this in there because I. I, I see and, and come across so many people asking myself, my sister as well, um, because she was also in a waiting period for many years. She's like you just said at the beginning, she just recently got married, which yeah. is Woo. awesome and exciting. God blessed her with an amazing husband and a, yeah, and a new great. brother to me. Uh, but uh, like a lot of you may be listening, maybe you're younger than me, maybe you're older than me and you're waiting around for for the one. Uh, a godly one, uh, one that aligns with with your heart for Jesus, and you're equally yoked. Make sure that that's happening. Amen. Uh, mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm just going to rant a little bit. I get rant, so do it. tired of hearing preachers preach a message on singleness that is just like encouraging positive words to make people feel better about being single. <laughs> and you know what? Let me just be honest with you as a preacher of the Holy Bible of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. There are times that it sucks and it is okay to say it this is. waiting it's period okay. is awful. Yeah. And it feels awful. And, and I'll be transparent with everybody else. Uh, if if I'm going to be the only one, I'm I'm cool with being that only one to yeah. say there are times where it feels like you're totally rejected. Yeah, it feels like you start asking yourself the questions like, what's what's wrong with me? Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like it's it's laughable when we're talking in this way, but mm -hmm. when you're like when you're really just wondering and and your age is kind of ticking up and you're like yeah. watching everybody else and it's like God like. When is it my time? When is it? Yeah. When is it my turn? And sure, and uh, it it hurts the confidence. It hurts the self confidence of mm -hmm. of wondering why am I still single? Why am why am I still having to wait? What and and then you start questioning yourself. Is it me? Am I doing something? And mm -hmm. what do I need to be doing? Because yeah. you know, Mister. Preacher, pastor, so and so said that these are supposed. This is the best time of my life being single. Certainly doesn't feel like it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's and I, honestly, I just wanted to get on here and be like, hey, if that's you, it sucks for the rest of us too. Like you're not alone and feeling like, mm -hmm. why? Yeah. why, 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 why? Mm -hmm. Same preach, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it it's hard and it's tough. And uh, if I could leave you with something, um, there are things to learn. And it is a good season. May not feel like the best season, but by God, hopefully we learn ourselves 
um, in this season. Hopefully we learn what we need in our life because I'll tell you right now, my desires and interest in what I found to be attractive at the age of, well, I'm 29 now, even when I was just a few years, 26, 25, has changed uh, substantially. Mm -hmm. And thank God for it because I'm still growing and learning my own self. And I'm like, oh, like I'm learning that about me. I'm learning that about in what I need and actually truly want in someone else. Uh-huh. So it's like these are in, these are crucially important years. Sure. But I think we need to go ahead and like ring the honest bell in the church and say, hey, it feels lonely. It yeah. hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get it on out there for everyone who's like sending me and my sister messages. Uh, what do I do in this like in this season? Do you have any advice for me? There's there's a generation of people trying to do this thing right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, shout out to you mm-hmm. for being kind of the black sheep of of culture, sure. doing it differently, um, because we could all go to the club. We could all go to the bar and probably find a much quicker, easier option. Uh, that's the truth. That's the reality. But that's not what we want. That's not what yeah. our heart desires. And God knows that. But, you know, I, I sit back and I just say, Lord, like you, you, you have a plan for me. Mm-hmm. And the longer the wait, the better it must be going to be. And uh, yes, yeah, a tip, yeah. Uh, one, one last tip for you listening. Uh, talk about it. Talk about it. Be yeah. honest and tell somebody, text your friend and be like, hey, what we need to hang out we need like because i'm feeling lonely yeah i'm like i'm i'm starting to fall into some sin here maybe yeah. that's isolation no bueno no bueno yeah. you're you, yeah. you're thinking thoughts you shouldn't be thinking right so go ahead and be honest uh mm-hmm. you, you don't have to preach the good preach all the time you don't you don't always have to be talking the big talk uh you know whatever it might be it's yeah. i think it's good to get out there and be like you know what? Being single right now, it's really hurtful. It sucks. It's hard to wait. It's hard yeah. to wait. Yeah. I really appreciate that, Josh, because there's kind of two on both sides, the the single life and the married life. There's kind of two big things that they go, oh, these are the best years of your life. And I'm like, well, first off, what does that do to your psyche even subconsciously of like, mm-hmm. okay, if these are my best years. Then married isn't yeah. you know? uh-huh. like, and the other thing that I got told a lot, even when I was like, you know, waiting and they're like, Oh, when you get married, Oh, you're going to fight all the time. And oh, it's going to be so hard. And it's going to be I'm like, yeah. But what about like, why, why, why am I getting married then? You know, the, honestly, the first year is the worst year. Yeah, that one. Honestly, it was just not our case. Lauren's in my, my yeah. case. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, but it's our commitment to like development and, and like becoming better and, and refined and, uh, being equally yoked in that way, I think is, yeah, yeah. that, uh, but so on the one hand with your, you know, with the single life, the, you know, you being open and saying, uh, you know, Hey, it sucks. It, it's not fun. Boo. Yeah, but, Boo, single. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when it's a, like a longing, like I remember when I was single, like that longing for companionship, that longing mm-hmm. to be with somebody. I get it, man. I really do. And it was not fun, you know, mm-hmm. but the other side too, with like merit being married is like, 
I don't want to paint marriage as this flawless thing where like, but being married is great. And, and like, I love being married. And I, I think that that's the other side too, is like, um, yeah, you're going to have to like, you're going to have the mirror flipped on you a lot. And you're going to mm-hmm. be like, Holy spirit will be like, don't say that thing. And you're like, be quiet. You, I'm going to say it. And then you embark on a three hour conversation, you know, like what you're hearing. Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. Uh, you know, but you're going to have moments where you're going to have to fight your flesh. You're going to have moments where you're going to have to. But like largely, it's amazing. And yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to have to. You will have to put in work. But so like that's the other side, too, is like there's this whole thing like, oh, but marriage is hard. Marriage. I'm like, yes, but there's a, but there's a big, yeah. but <laughs> of course it's hard. Life is hard. Yeah. Like why, like yeah. what, how is that an excuse or, or yeah. coming up in the topic all the time? Life is hard. Yeah. So marriage yeah. is just as hard as well, I guess I'll, yeah. I'll find out for myself. Yes. But, yes you, will. you know, it's just like, let's, let's paint a biblical correct picture here. Yeah. We're called to, to find, you know, companionship. We're called to find and it's that. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think we, we preach poor messages on the topic because we're, we're just focused on making people feel better in the moment. So uh-huh. we just kind of say a bunch of stuff. Yeah. It's like, Oh, enjoy it now. Cause when you're married, like what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in all fairness, Paul did say that too. He did say <laughs> he, it. He was like, it'd be but better you know to be, what? Uh, God said it's like bad for man to be alone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll find Yes, it he out. did. Yes, he did. But no, I really do appreciate you being honest, Josh. Like, I think that that's kind of like ripping off the facade, you know, that everything's hunky dory. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's just me and Jesus. I'm like, yes, but my heart desires companionship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I really appreciate that, man. That's good. That's good. And I know it's like encouraging a lot of people. They're like, okay, yeah. Someone else said it. Yes, it's not fun. And obviously, Illumination said preach as well. Preach. So, like, she's, she's in the, the way as well. So. Hyping us up. Yeah, that's what she does. So, okay, man, let's get into creativity, our creative lane, Balenciaga, all of that. So take it away. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're in the know, Balenciaga is one of the top. I would say at least top 10 desired brands in culture. Yeah. Now for, for guys like us, maybe we're not wearing it because we can't even afford it. Right. Uh, You, you probably don't own the product, but uh, you're looking at it. You're following it. You love it because it's, it's the big deal. Uh, Maybe you think it's weird. I don't know, but get, get, go ahead and get the mental image that this is a big brand. Like every celebrity that you follow, every celebrity that you like, like they're wearing, they're, they're, they're digging their stuff. They put out a campaign in the past month or two. I'm, I'm not exactly sure on the date. Uh, some, some different pictures and, and I'll explain some of the pictures, but the theme that you can pick up on is it is uh, child pornography themed basically, because in some of the photos, you have actual children in them holding up these teddy bears designed by Balenciaga, and I guess they're selling them as well. Probably not now, because 
that whole idea got canceled. But yeah, yeah, the uh, Balen- get canceled. So we'll see about that. But yeah. they they released this teddy bear that the child, and I'm talking, they look to me maybe six, seven yeah, years old, six, yeah, little girls holding these teddy bears, backpack kind of things, in uh, I, I don't even know the word, but like BD- BDSM kind of yeah bdsm like bondage kind of like weird sexual things um you know with the fishnet and it's like the the leather latex kind of stuff uh Uh, that's on these teddy bears that these children are with and then like the one picture the little girl the child is in a um kind of a seductive like position the way that she's laying on this couch now if it was just those alone, you could probably poke some holes in it if you were like really wanting to argue. But like, bottom line is just wrong. Sure. Here's where it's like, okay, I'm going to add on another layer to this disgusting cake. Another picture, and uh, she's an actress. Uh, I, I don't really have a word to say about her, but in this photo, there is a book in the background. Clear enough is clear enough to where you can read the title, you can read the artist, Google this. The artist, I don't know tons about him. I know just as much as everyone who just kind of Googled all this stuff. You Google this artist, all of his art is very selective around children, around witchcraft, around sacrifice being made, around uh, child nudity. In some of this art, uh, I'm kind of guessing, but to me, uh, if I'm guessing, it looks like the the children's um, intimate body parts were removed, not like not drawn on, but like removed, like in a in a harmful, hurtful way. So there's like blood. It's really disgusting. Really stuff. gnarly. Yeah. Let's add another layer. In the same picture, there's documents on the desk of you know, some of some of you may know about this case. I didn't know about it, but I guess there was a case in the 90s uh, centered around child pornography. I'm guessing there was like a, a push to make it legal or something like that. There was just there was a conversation in courts about child pornography. I don't know the full details. What I do know to be fact is it's on the desk. Yeah. So that's 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 another. If you want another reason <sighs> to say, oh, like this is legit, there's another photo of a kid in a playroom, and this will be the last, and then we can dive into it. Yeah. Of of what looks to be like a, a playroom for a kid, the kid standing in the center. Um, they I forget there was some sort of drawing in the background that looked demonic, something yeah. about that. What's more specific and clear as day is what looks like, I don't really know. It kind of looks like yellow duct tape to me. Maybe it's a toy, but it has the word Balenciaga, but instead of B-A-L, they've spelt it uh, B-A-A-L. And the B-A-A-L is really the only part of Balenciaga you can see. Uh, And if you don't know, Baal, B-A-A-L, is a demon. And um, he sacrifices children or accepts the sacrifice of children. 
um, his demonic wife, if you will, uh, would have sexual orgies to produce more children um, for these sacrifices to Baal. So that's why I say there is a total theme of mm -hmm. demonic sacrifice and children centered uh, with pornographic um, theme all yeah. day long. So it's like, and, and this was put out there, like it wasn't like a, like a little thing. It, this was like their large campaign for the year. Right. It's on their website. They're selling these products. And here's the kicker. Their apology is just pathetic. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're apologizing that it offended people. Yeah, I'm Not sorry apologizing. that you're upset. Yeah, I'm, we're sorry that like like people are upset about this. We're going to learn from our mistakes. We're donating money to, and we don't condone it. Like whatever, guys. Right. You're, you're sorry that that people weren't ready for it. Mm -hmm. That's what you're sorry. Oh for. yeah, and I mean that's the case just across the board in a lot of different avenues. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, like on Monday, we talked about Disney and. And there was like the whole people labeled in Florida that don't say gay bill. Well, all it was doing, it didn't even say you can't say gay. It was protecting kids. And Disney, Bob Chapek, the former CEO, before he got fired uh, a couple of weeks back, his response was, we're going to do everything in our power to fight this. I'm like, probably not a good move. Mm -hmm. um, you first off clearly didn't read the bill, which is very short and doesn't mm -hmm. say anything about not saying gay. And it also... Uh, you being a children's, primarily a children's entertainment company should have gotten behind this bill because mm, it protects yeah. children. And you mm. have millions of kids that go to your your, your theme parks every year. So uh, probably not a good move and it ended up not being a good move because mm. Florida was like, okay, tax exemption, bye. And it cost <laughs> them billions, you know? Yeah. And their movies are tanking. and But, you know, their attitude, I think, a lot of it is, I'm sorry you weren't ready for it. You know, I feel like that's mm -hmm. that's kind of, I feel like the world's response. That's like the undercurrent of a lot of these different things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which to me, that like me and my sister were talking, we're chatting about it this week. And I was like, you know what? To me, that tells me that there's a lot of that going on. Yep. Because they felt they felt a comfort in putting that out there. So that mm -hmm. that speaks to me. And I'm like, well, where did that comfort come from? Mm -hmm. Like, there's got to be a lot in there deeper than we know. And they were just the first ones to be like, yeah, we're going to come out and put this out there. Yeah. We're going to come out there that we're, that we're like, you know, we think bail is cool. And, and we we're going to toss this like not so innuendo into our stuff, just clear as day. Uh, but let's get to a more like productive conversation about it. Right. Um, here's the thing. I'm not on here. Like we got to cancel Balenciaga. Uh, my opinion is, is that that's perfectly a cancelable, cancel, 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 cancelable. Yeah. I <laughs> can say it. that. Yeah. I say that. Um, <laughs> I think it, I think it, sh they should be canceled, but that's like, that's not what I care about. Right. I don't care about Balenciaga. I right. posted on my Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but I, I said the same thing when I was kind of putting out there the information I had learned, I put that information out there for everyone else. And I was like, let's set the, the record clear. I don't care about Balenciaga. I care about um, the generation uh, 
who who finds these things to be cool, who who yeah. thinks these designers and these celebrities wearing these clothes that aren't saying a peep about it, by the way, aren't saying a peep about it, uh, that you know the truth, that you yeah. know and realize that there is a spiritual war being fought daily, like the Bible talks about. And um, so, so we we don't care about canceling Balenciaga. They should be, but sure, uh, that that's not going to be the end of sin, right? It's not going to be the end of this this antichrist spirit that's that's popping its head up. Mm-hmm. Um, but the truth is, is that uh, we have a responsibility as those who know this truth to share that truth. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say this for for everyone thinking it. I was disappointed in people who I expected that have a that have something to say about everything else. Now, if you don't, if you're one of those people, you don't like really ever say anything. Like I don't, I don't really think about it. But we kind of come from a culture where we kind of chime in on everything that's being said and everything that is happening. So why not this? Why aren't we yeah. chiming in on? Got to weigh on, in, yeah. On children being prostituted in that way yeah. in such a gross and demonic way uh i i was just disappointed i was disappointed yeah. but you know what I, I i got myself back in check and i thought you know what it's not for me to say who should say and who should do uh my responsibility is to me and me alone and, and i'm going to preach uh this antichrist spirit and, and tell people the truth that i know so you know we can't get caught up in and attacking others for what they're not doing. We can just do our best to do what we know to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like, what's the, what's the response, you know, cause we have the issue of Balenciaga and it's not relegated to just Balenciaga. Uh, you and I were talking before the show and I said, I think that it's evident that, you know, there's Balenciaga obviously, but the hush hushness of, celebrities and influencers actually says a lot mm-hmm. about how deep this issue is mm-hmm. uh, because why wouldn't you condemn this if this was an isolated issue right christian um, celebrities yeah so christian artists christian designers even yeah I, I at the very least thought that because i i um i used to have a clothing brand i i'm kind of friends with you know some of the maverick guys who do their clothes friends with friends I don't know Jerry Lorenzo and fear of God, but I know friends that know him. And so I, I just so happened to follow and, and kind of commute with people in that world, which is, I guess, why I had a little bit more frustration towards gotcha. those people who yeah. I know follow God, who produce Christian clothing. Uh, but at the same time, and I remember why we wanted to get into this at the same time, uh, look up to brands like that and their photo shoots look similar, not to the one that we're talking about, but, you know, just co- sort of like the the darker, edgier, you can tell that they're influenced. And I thought, man, that's that's some really dangerous influence when we're constantly looking at the world, looking at the biggest brands, looking at the biggest names and and following suit to that rather than uh, creatively following the Holy Spirit. Yeah, dude. Uh, because you you never know the source of their creativity. 
And I'm not saying every brand is like demonic led and they're doing seances sure. and, and satanic rituals, but are they even following the Holy Spirit like you want to? Yeah. Because there is a power in our creativity and in what we're producing that should be led by the Holy Spirit, yep. by the Spirit of Jesus. And I and I wrote this down and sent to you guys. Uh it will be much cooler and you'll, you will see sleep safe and sound of mind knowing I'm not trying to be like the world. Like my stuff's creative and cool because it's led by the Holy spirit yeah, dude. and it's pure mm -hmm. and it's going to have a holy anointing on it. Like I'm not just trying to be the Christian version of Balenciaga. I'm not trying yeah. to be the Christian version of Bottega Veneta. If I'm saying that right. Um, and all of these brands that I also think are cool. But when this Balenciaga thing came out, the, the idea just came to me and I was like, you know, that's dangerous to be inspired by, by people and brands and top tier things that we don't really know what's in, in their heart and in their spirit and in their mind. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is something that I'm really really passionate about is is pursuing god creativity true creativity you know and I, I released a word yesterday kind of part part of a word about this and it's been kind of a topic throughout this whole week about creativity um you know i've shared often on the show a process that god walked me through of removing uh removing things from my life that sources of entertainment um you know because i feel called to the arts and entertainment industry so does my wife um and there's a difference between uh having influences like things that have kind of helped season your own personal taste and mm -hmm. flair and then yeah. there's influences influences like whatever where they step i step where they move yeah. i move so following is, the trend yeah. yeah everything is a reflection and actually in film school like that's what i was taught is like mm -hmm. you got to know what the trends are you got to know what the the latest and greatest is and this was like a christian film school and as i've been kind of reflecting and i i mean it was a great great school like uh but as i've been reflecting i'm like that's not really <clears throat> if we're just copying like that's where, like you see like a movie come out, a big movie come out and you'll see like a bunch of copycat movies mm. that kind of yep. like echo that. Um, but man, I mean, like I'm talking like God breathe creativity, that creativity mm -hmm. that's birthed out of your quiet time with the Lord or your, your secret place time with the Lord, however you want to call it. Yeah. And that man is like, that's the wave that we're actually going to see kind of next is mm -hmm. is this wave of people that have spent time in in refinement and spent time with him and the expression the song that comes out of that time with him is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen and i think that mm -hmm. more and more and more it's being reinforced being like dude why are we why are we following these brands or why are we watching these shows or watching these movies and imitating what they're doing? Like, let's do something wholly unique. Cause I yep. can tell you, man, like some of the ideas I have in my head are 100% birthed from visions, God visions, God dreams, revelation yep. from his word, you know, and told in, in a way that resonates. And I think that, um, that's what God wants is, mm -hmm. is that, that to meet him 
in that he wants to meet us in that creativity yeah. um, and wants to completely he wants to sing a different song than what is kind of in the mainstream. So. Yeah. And honestly, it, it falls back into a place of trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. because when you don't follow suit to the trend or to the top name of this or that or whatever, um, and you follow, like you say, like, I'm just going to do what God's calling me to do. That it, that's trusting in the Lord. Yeah, that's a, that's because, that's a big faith right there. Yeah, like like if that's your calling, and you're called to do something holy and anointed through creativity, whether it's movies, whether it's clothing, whether it's art, this or that, um, trust the Lord that if He has called you to do that, that He's going to anoint it to success. Mm-hmm. That that you will make something out of mm-hmm. it. Um, but I know that it's, it's probably an easier, less stressful, uh, route to just copy a cheaper version of Yeezy clothing. Yeah. I I say Yeezy because like, I've seen tons of Christian brands that are look just like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm not like dog and Yeezy or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't wear it, but, uh, (laughs) you know, Again, if you're called, if you're not called, you're probably not seeing success because your stuff sucks. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, it's true. I mean, sometimes it is. You know, you got to you got to find that out. But yes. um, no, like trust in the Lord that that, uh, you know, turn off Instagram, turn off YouTube, whatever it might be. Uh-huh. Like get in get in a Holy Spirit zone of creativity for a moment. Stop just you know searching through what's this brand doing, what's that brand look like. Um, trust in the Lord. Um, and, and I think, I think it's going to be an amazing thing too. When we do, I, I would love to see more Christian creativity that looked, um, just totally unique and Holy spirit inspired. And I think yeah. when we see it, we're going to be able to tell the difference. Yeah. And, uh, I think there's people like, like me, like you, like people I know who, um, we're kind of waiting for that to happen. So if you're listening and, and you felt that like prompt on your heart to, to, follow through with that do it because there's people like me that's that's waiting to support and and see that unique creativity in the christian world rather than just christian versions of a worldly thing right and i think too it's also important in that process there may be times when you especially if you're stepping out for the first time there sometimes is a process where it takes it takes a minute to kind of translate what you're seeing in the spirit. Um, Mm -hmm. And so so all that to say, let yourself, let your stuff not be good. Let it suck for a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And and you don't have to show it to people, but as you're making it, I think sometimes as a creative too, there can be this process of like getting getting frustrated because what's in here isn't translating out here. And then there's sometimes where God completely you know, just totally takes control of the process and you breathe something, man. And it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. but then there's other times where you do it and you're like, Oh man, I'm really frustrated because this didn't come out the way I want letting that happen because, but keep yeah. pressing forward. And this is a message to other creatives out there, like keep pressing forward and allow that development. And, and God's going to show you the language of how to translate what you're seeing in here out here. He's going to mm-hmm. show you. And sometimes it's a process with certain things, don't base everything off of that one moment where God really like 
got a hold uh you, you really got in the zone and you were able to yeah. translate it yeah. maybe use that as something you know okay that's the benchmark but that process of translating what you see in here out here is is a process mm -hmm. yeah and trust that process yeah we can't you can't compare yourself to the 25 year existing whatever and be like why that's where i want to be well that's where you want to get to right but the reality of starting there you know it's not going to happen if you don't start here right you know yeah. you, you got to you got to start somewhere and and trust god and trust trust the holy spirit and in, in the creativity he's planted to yeah to start with the little so right you can get to whatever it's whatever it is you're called to yeah not and not redefining you know well, okay, I, this is a failure because I'm only getting five people that are reading this or watching this or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah well, you had zero before. And like, we base everything off of like, okay, well, this one person did this thing and they got a million hits right away. Why am I only mm -hmm. getting 10? You know, I'm like, yeah. that's not what matters. Like, yeah. this might be their only thing, but God is doing something like just trusting not measuring your success by how many people look at it, but it's like, are you being obedient? Are you do, are you actually doing it yeah. and allowing that process to refine itself? Um, some, some artists see success overnight, some artists mm -hmm. that take some nine years, 20 years, you know, and, yeah. and, and, uh, is the guy that did, it took him 20 years to see success. Is he any less of an artist? Than the person that had overnight success no absolutely not you know right. so i think that that's that's also an important thing to remember with people kind of embarking on this journey mm -hmm. um or right in the middle of it it's yeah. just like don't measure your success by okay i need to get a million people to see my thing or else it's a failure no yeah. it's not and you just you suck the the fun out of it too right when when all you can think about is like here all the way over here you know where i want to be uh comparing yourself to that that 20 year dream well you missed you missed 20 years of of the joy of the process of it uh -huh. sure there's going to be some bumps and 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 hiccups and whatever else but when you look back you're like oh, those were kind of some of the best years actually yeah well in and the process of it yeah and and I'm not a big fan of this guy's movies, but I respect him as an artist. Quentin Tarantino said something really profound. He was talking. Roasted. Yeah. <laughs> and Take was, that, Quentin. Yeah. Um, but he um, he was he was talking about someone asked him, like, I heard that you watch your own movies because like so many times I've talked to artists and they're like, oh, my work is horrible. It's horrible. Don't look at it. And, and but then they're like always making art. and They're like, oh, it's horrible. Um, yeah. And so his response to that was, he's like, why wouldn't I watch? I make the stuff I want to see. I want to watch. And he's like, I get really, really prolific filmmakers. They're like, how could you do that? I'm so sick of my movie by the time I'm done with it. He's like, why yeah. are you doing this? It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to right. enjoy this. And if you can't enjoy it, why are you doing it? You know? And I yeah. think that that was the big takeaway for me is like, remember, have, have fun. Is it yeah. going to be like, what are you comparing it to compare it to your last project and see a measurable growth don't compare it to like a multi-million dollar project yeah. that it's not going to it's yeah. not going to hold itself up against so mm -hmm. well you yeah. know what with without the fun without the joy the creativity gets sucked out anyways yeah it really does you're gonna you're gonna run dry and 
it'll just die because the very reason that it even started is because it was a love because it yeah. was this in this inspired something in you and when that goes so does everything else mm-hmm. and it shows it doesn't look good it doesn't sound good that worship song sucks because you're, you're not you're not worshiping anymore you're just like a pursuing record artist or whatever and and your sermons aren't touching people because what used to be burning passion is now just uh, just process and procedure. And, and what used to be like really neat clothing and and uh, paintings or whatever, we used to love that. But now it just looks like I don't even know what like what uh-huh. happened. <laughs> uh, well, what happened is is the joy and, and the love and the passion and and uh, the, the trust in, in the process. It died somewhere along the yeah. way. Let it yeah. live. Yeah. Let it live. Let it live. <laughs> All right, Josh. Uh, this has been great. I'm going to yeah, have man. you pray for the people, and then uh, and then we'll we'll close this bad boy out. Amen. Uh, well, thank you, Jesus, for this time. Thank you, um, Lord, that uh, Elijah Fire has this amazing platform that we get to talk about you, Lord. And we just give all the glory and honor back to you in in all of these thoughts and and things that we've shared. We just give you the glory uh, first and foremost. And I pray for for every single listener that whatever topic might have hit their heart, maybe all of them, um, maybe you're maybe you're that one trying to figure out how you can have joy, how you can make your dreams work, how you can find the one whatever it might be, Lord, I just, I pray for the, uh, the supernatural that we talked about. I pray for the supernatural presence of God to fill, um, their room or their gym or their workplace, wherever they're at listening, um, right now in this moment, uh, Lord, that your presence would surround them, that they would feel the love of Jesus Christ around them. Um, if you're listening and you haven't accepted this Lord and savior to your life or in your life, uh, just just repeat after this, repeat this prayer after me and say, Lord, I want you to save my life. Forgive me of my sins. I repent. I want to turn away from my sin, follow you. And I want to make you God above everything else in my life. I don't want to put anything above you and then pick up your cross as he commands us, uh, which means our flesh has to die daily. We crucify self and we put you above all things. So accept Jesus into your life today, and I promise you, um, your life will look so much different and so much better. It may not look better to others, and it still comes with a hard path, but it's a hard path that has hope at the end of it. Mm. So, Lord, we just thank you for dying on the cross. We thank you for who you are. We lift up your name. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Mm. Amen. 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 Josh, how can people follow you and crave and all that stuff? Well, you see our website right here, cravethemovement.com. And I think across the board, social media, it's Crave the Movement on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, stay stay looking at what we're doing for 2023. Uh, I, I'll be the first to tell you, Jeff, um, God has spoken and uh, you'll you'll hear more about it, but in 2023, uh, God has spoken specifically to do a new thing, and we are going to be going into the cities 
of Hollywood, New wow. York City, and Washington, D.C. Those are spiritually and specifically chosen. Um, those are beacons in our world. So there's a sig significance um, to just making an impact spiritually. But we also feel like God is calling us to this to those cities. So pray with us. Um, we're going to be going ahead of time and seeing miracles and salvation and, and a move of God on the streets wow. leading up to one event in those cities, uh, at least in the United States. Come on. Uh, but then, of course, like we talked about before, we'll be back in Africa next year. We'll still be in Mexico and even Colombia. Uh, but you can follow me at Josh D. Rich. Um, yeah, that's how you can follow along. Link is in the description, everybody. Josh, man, this was this is a great conversation. This was invigorating. This was good, man. Yeah, I have so much is, fun with you guys. I know it's great. It's great. Yeah, Illumination is clapping in the background too. So she she feels the same way. So yeah, um, dude, yeah, it's great. We'll definitely do it again for sure. Thank you, thank you for having me. Seriously, oh, it means absolutely. it means a lot to me. I yeah. love talking to you guys, and I just yeah. I honor you in front of everyone. These guys are the real deal. Uh, the The spirit of Jesus is inside of them, and I'm just thankful for what Elijah Fire is doing um, across the board. So I just want to honor you with that, and thank, thank you for you. having me on here. Oh, Josh, <laughs> oh shucks. So everybody, that's our show. Uh, Illumination says thank you as well, Josh. That's our show, everybody. Uh, having a, a blessed Thursday, not Friday. <laughs> Friday's tomorrow. Uh, but we're going to be back tomorrow, one last episode of the week with Jennifer Martin. Uh, we're going to be talking about deliverance and her deliverance ministry. Got to do some amazing things through that. She's always got uh, you know, a word from the field. So, uh, And also there's a donation link at the end, everybody. ElijahFryer.com slash donate. All that money goes to keep this free five days a week. And then also we're doing those efforts at wells in Africa and Uganda specifically. And we're going to be doing some stuff stateside with First Nations people. Hopefully that's going to start next year. So got to get in on that, everybody. Have a blessed day. And we'll see you tomorrow with Jennifer Martin at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, bye, everybody. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.